today's podcast episode, I am recording from South Africa on a farm in Stellenbosch. So if you hear any farm animals, any birds in the background, that is why. For those who don't follow me on Instagram, Ali is actually from South Africa. So we're staying with his family for the next couple of weeks. And we're also going to be heading up to Kruger National Park, which is what a lot of us, I guess, call a safari or what I would know or call as a safari. And I'm very excited for that. We're going to be spending quite a few nights. I believe it's 12 nights in the park. And we'll get to see all of the animals out in the wild. And just, it's a very peaceful place. That's like the best way, I think, to describe it. And very timely for today's episode, I want to talk about working remotely, working while traveling, working from anywhere in the world. Because I know this is a big pro And a big attraction to social media management, to freelancing, is that flexibility to work and travel. And that's what I've been doing for the past couple of weeks. If you tuned into our episode, I don't think it was the last episode, I think it was the week before. I had recorded an episode in Italy, which was super fun. And now we're in South Africa. So, so far I have been traveling and working through Singapore, through Germany, through Switzerland, through Italy. And now South Africa is the final leg of the trip. And this is definitely not my big first overseas trip while running the business. I went to London earlier this year and Scotland. The year before that, after lockdown kind of ended in New Zealand, we also came across to South Africa. I've also gone to Fiji on a couple of smaller or shorter trips. And it's definitely taken me a little while to perfect the systems to perfect the organization that needs to be in place in order to be able to work remotely while traveling. And there is a little bit of an art to this. And I do think there's a lot of creators out there that definitely glamorize this. And there's been a lot of conversations uh, that I've seen on Instagram and also in my my Facebook group for the Dishing Out Digital School, there have been conversations around how it's actually quite difficult to work and travel and it's not as pretty as this picture so many people paint it to be. So what I wanted to talk through in today's episode is to give you a few tips on how I manage it and to give you a few insights into what it's actually like as well. Welcome to the Dishing Up Digital Podcast. I'm your host, Alan, a former nine-to-five escapee turned six-figure business owner. This is your place to learn everything there is to know about building your dream life and career as a social media manager. Whether you're just starting out and feeling lost and confused, or you want to take your current business to the next level and double your income, this is the podcast for you. Social media is such a powerful platform and it's enabled me to book out my services and smash the six-figure milestone with only 3,000 Instagram followers. So grab a cup of tea, coffee, a glass of rosé with me, and let's turn those dreams into a reality. I have four kind of categories or core tips that I want to walk through today. And the first one is an important one to kind of break the ice or shatter the illusion, I guess, around how peaceful and how amazing it is to work and travel. Because it can actually be quite stressful. And my first point that I wanted to make is you do have to remember that you are working. 
you are not actually 100% on holiday. You are not checked out on annual leave. You are working and traveling. And with this setup, you will have to make some sacrifices. There'll be some sacrifices to your schedule, to things that you want to do. And you might meet other people who are, you know, completely, you know, like my boyfriend deleted his Teams app, deleted his work emails. He is fully switched off and enjoying his holiday. And sometimes it can be tricky when you see people like that and you're like, oh, I wish I didn't have to go home and work. I wish I could continue on with everyone and go to this restaurant or I wish I could spend my afternoon visiting this museum or going to this place or just chilling and having a nap literally quite funnily enough as I'm recording this my boyfriend is having a nap and I was like damn it I don't want to do any work <laughs> I don't want to sit and have a nap and what I'm doing at the moment is recording this podcast obviously and working on some client posts and I am actually going to be taking the whole time we're in Kruger Park offline and it will be like an annual leave holiday for me but for the most part of this trip it has been a little bit of a juggle and because of all the systems and things that I've done set myself up right which I'll get into in a second it does mean that I'm only working a max of three hours a day most days I can get away with just an hour or just checking in on messages or emails and staying offline it does mean that I tend to do like two hours every single day on average I would say so I don't have my weekends off like I usually would and my favorite way to structure this has been getting it all out of the way in the morning so that I can then go out and enjoy the rest of my day. It means I can go out and do the touristy things. It means I can go out for my lunches and my dinners and all of that fun stuff and not have to worry like, oh, I need to get back to my hotel and finish that work because it's like already done for the day. But it does mean being a little bit disciplined, like getting up earlier to tackle your work. And I don't think a lot of people actually realize this because that kind of remote lifestyle, the digital nomad life has been so glamorized on social media it definitely feels like people forget like you do actually have to work you aren't on you're you are not on holiday like everyone else and you have to be realistic you have to make sacrifices there are certain things you won't have time to do and this works really well for me personally like I don't really feel like I have to sacrifice too much because it suits my way of traveling like I'm a very relaxed traveler in general I like to go out and do one or two things a day and then I like to come back and really relax and go on my laptop and edit photos and do some client work or, you know, I like I said, you generally will do it in the morning. But I like that attitude to just slow, relaxed travel. I'm not someone who's going to jam in three different tours and four different museums all into one day. But perhaps if you are that kind of traveler, somebody who likes to really be on like a, a Kentucky or I can't remember what people call them in other countries, but those Kentucky tours where you like jump on a bus and across 30 days you visit 30 different countries and it's like you've got dinners every night and you've got tours every single day. That style of travel really isn't going to work for you if you're trying to juggle running your business at the same time. And I feel like I just really needed to talk about this first because I can tell you about the organization and the things that I do behind the scenes to make everything run smoothly and efficiently. But at the end of the day, if you want to completely check out on your holiday and do no work, if you don't want to make any sort of sacrifices, if you want to have all of that freedom to just travel and have fun, then this isn't actually going to work very well for you. And I think a lot of people are surprised when they try the whole digital nomad lifestyle that it's not all like 
rainbow and sunshines you know it's not always easy and it's not always fun now my next tip which is a little bit more practical you know if you've gone through this first stage with me if you're like yep Ellen I understand the sacrifice I still really want to do it I still love the idea of working and traveling my next tip for you and this is my tip for anyone that ever asked me about working remotely if you're going to do this before you look at your systems before you look at your clients your revenue streams any of that kind of stuff or the organization I want you to hire help. I think it would be very, very difficult to have the the job or the business that I do to travel this much and not have any contractors or any support in my business. One of my past students, Millie, who is also a support coach in the Dishinab Digital School, she went through this recently. I think as I record this, she is just coming back from her four or five month trip through Europe. And when she messaged me to ask, you know, what's your advice? This was my number one. I was like, this is going to be great for you. You're going to love it, but it's going to be horrible if you don't have at least a virtual assistant who you can lean on and who can help you through this time. Because I can guarantee you, speaking from experience, (laughs) every time you travel, something will go wrong. Whether it's, you know, getting really sick. I got COVID in London, was absolutely knocked out for five days straight in my hotel room. And it took me a while to bounce back even from then. Um, When my last trip to South Africa, I had a client who had a whole bunch of trademarking issues, which means all of the content I'd previously created had to go in the bin. Um, This trip, we arrived, there'd been a huge storm through um, Cape Town and it was just, the place was a complete mess and there were powder outages everywhere. And I was able to then lean on my team member and be like, hey, things are a bit hectic here. And I was able to message my two contractors and get them picking up a little bit of the work for me. So I didn't have to stress about maintaining an internet connection or what if the power didn't come back on and all of those complicated things. It's just so nice to not have all of the responsibility fall on your shoulders and be able to outsource and have that support and have someone else to lean on when things do go wrong. And on my last big trip to South Africa last year, back in March 2022, I actually even hired an extra contractor for that time of or for that time period that I was away on holiday. I knew that I really wanted to stick to working only a couple of hours a day. And in order to make that happen, I really did need to outsource. I couldn't do it all on my own. So even Even if it's bringing on someone, especially for that time that you are traveling, I think it's a brilliant idea. Now, I do have an episode on outsourcing in your business, which I'll link in the show notes down below because it is a pretty big topic and it can be really intimidating if you've never hired someone before. And I just honestly think it's the best thing for your business, whether you're traveling or not. So definitely think about considering this. My third tip around ditching you the nine to five and working from anywhere in the world is to break down your revenue streams and think about what could be generating cash while you're traveling. So for me, I don't think I would be able to travel and work this little without having my courses and my digital products to support my business. Yes, I'm still working with my clients, but in order to operate my business at this level and generate this amount of revenue, I also need streams of income that are a bit more passive, that are a bit more hands-off, and the course sales are exactly that for me. Now, I do have a thing around passive income or passive revenue because I do believe it's not entirely passive, right? There is still some work involved. It's not like sales magically fall on your lap. But for me, I've just come through a really big course launch for the up digital school and had a real big influx of signups and now that means I can go into this quieter month and know that I can be doing a little less travel I mean sorry doing a little less work a little more travel and that I can rely on those payment plans and subscriptions still coming through if I was trying to travel like this 
and still be doing full social media management to be generating the kind of revenue that I am at the moment. I think I would be need probably double the amount of clients that I currently have. And what would be difficult would be the work that would be required unless I was hiring more contractors and completely outsourcing, which like I still am involved in all of my clients. I don't want to completely outsource everyone. Um, but for me to maintain this revenue level, to maintain this work schedule and travel schedule, it would be very, very difficult. And I would say nearly impossible to work the hours that I'm working and be working with double the amount of clients. So if it is your goal to have that more digital nomad lifestyle, if you want to work and travel, think about your revenue streams, think about what you're doing in order to create an income in your business. And if the hours you're putting into those are going to match up with the hours you want to be traveling, right? At the end of the day, we only have so many hours in our day. We only have so many hours in our week or days in our week that we can be working. And you have to be quite strict on yourself. You have to think ahead if this is one of your goals. And this really brings me to step number four, which is to be organized when it comes to working remotely, working from anywhere in the world. And I always thought I was a pretty organized person until I started running, until I started running a business. And then I realized I had a long way to go <laughs> running your business and the organizations that, that is required there, I think is on a next level to normal, you know, life organization. You have to make sure before you leave on your trip that you're across all of your deadlines, uh, all of your client content calendars are, are either ready or you have dates that they need to be ready by. And again, coming back to that point number one that we mentioned, you have to be really strict on yourself and you have to make some sacrifices. If you have a deadline for client work, you have to put that into your, your your travel schedule into your calendar, remind yourself, okay, this needs to be done on this day. And that's how I did this trip. I've kind of worked throughout it. But for me now going away in Kruger, it will be a matter of just shutting that all down, finishing it all up, wrapping up all those projects and making sure that it's all done before I leave. So those are kind of two options for you in terms of the organization. You can do it all before you leave and just make it so you're only checking in on emails and messages or you can kind of just schedule it out before you leave. So be like, okay, on Thursday, the 28th of September, I'm going to record a podcast episode on I don't know, Wednesday, the 2nd of October, I'm going to make sure I have finished editing the reels for client A. You know, really make sure that you plan everything out. And the way that I did this was actually putting it into my travel itinerary. So I had a Google Doc of where I was going to be, you know, my hotel accommodation, my train bookings, all of that kind of stuff. In there, I would put notes like I have a discovery call. I want to make sure that I've finished, you know, editing these reels by this date. And that made it really easy. I made it so my schedule's kind of all in one place for both the fun stuff and also the kind of more boring work stuff. The other thing that's really helped me is just making sure that I always have data on my phone to make it like easier on myself, like making sure I buy an eSIM. eSIMs have been like a game changer for me because you can just buy them online and it just downloads onto your phone it's super easy um, but making sure there's always like enough data also reduces that stress levels uh, make sure that I've you know scouted out my eSIMs before I arrive like especially when I was going and hopping around multiple countries I made sure I had an eSIM that would work in Germany in Switzerland and in Italy as well so again just staying on top of things making sure you're organized making sure you've got a plan for when and how you're going to do your work and then like I said it's that key that key thing of making sure you are disciplined and making sure you do do the work because it's very easy to get distracted by all the cool things that you're seeing and doing 
even for me today, I did not want to sit down and record this podcast episode, even though I usually love recording the podcast. It's a really a usual highlight of my routine. And again, I could have pre-recorded um, all of my episodes. I did pre-record like half of them. But I also wanted the opportunity to be able to record like this while I was traveling. So again, that comes down to your personal preference, how you want to travel and work. There is the option to batch, but there is also the option to work as you go. But you can get into this mood when you're on holiday that you, that, you know, you're on holiday. You're like, oh, I don't want to do any work. I'm chilling. I've had a glass of wine. I can't be bothered. I want to have a nap. I want to go do something. I want to go for a walk. I want to go see something. It's so easy to slip into that mindset. So you do have to be disciplined. And I always encourage those people who are interested in doing the whole digital nomad thing, working from anywhere in the world. I always encourage you to take a weekend away. Take a long weekend, book yourself into an Airbnb in, you know, somewhere outside of town or in another city nearby you, just to almost road test what it's like, to make sure, you know, your laptop does everything that you need it to do. I know for me, like I upgraded my laptop before our trip to the UK because it was just laggy and it was impossible to edit video on and all my video editing was going through my iMac and in my office. So for me, it was important to have the tech to support me and it's a really nice way to just road test take yourself away for the weekend and road test the setup like do you like getting up working for two or three hours and then going out to you know a, a farmer's market or to a museum or doing a fun activity and I think if you do that for a short little trip build up from there so you know do a long weekend then do a week-long trip then build up like I haven't actually been on a big five five and a half week trip like this in quite a long time so I've been building to this and getting my business ready and for me it really does come down to that organization before the trip it's also about my revenue streams being designed to support me in this lifestyle I've always designed my business to be a freedom first business it also is a case oh my gosh that was the, the dog snoring if you guys heard that She's so cute. Her name is Lucy and she's just basking in the sunshine right now. And I've also got Raisin behind me in the kitchen, <laughs> living their best lives on the farm. Definitely not stressing about remote working these two pooches. Um, but yeah, and then the other tip was really making sure you hire help. So you have people that you can uh, lean on, people who can support you, be available for your clients. Even for my studio business that I'm obviously, I started only two months ago and I'm obviously overseas, so I'm not managing that in the moment. For me, that meant hiring cleaners. So we've got weekly cleaners that come in. It also meant getting my sister on board to manage emails just with the time differences, if anything urgent came up and to make sure like she was across all of the bookings and when people were checking in and out to make sure the door is all locked and all of that kind of stuff and for me you know I could have thought about overheads and be like oh it's so much cheaper if I just do all this myself but also for me at the end of the day it's like at what cost right like for me I could keep trying to run everything remotely but it would also impact my holiday, it would impact my time to travel. So for me, hiring contractors, hiring people for extra hours this month is really worth it so that I can have a break, even though it does affect my bottom line and my profit. So with that, I'm going to leave it there because I'm looking at the clock and it is 
afternoon here in South Africa and I need to get on and edit a couple of client reels. I did the classic, it's so funny I talked about organization in this, this, this podcast. I did the classic thing where I miscounted some posts and I was like, yes, I have all of these ready for by the time I get back to New Zealand is only when I'll need to do new posts. And then I miscounted by like four posts. So now <laughs> we have to go do a little bit of work, edit up those reels, get them ready so that I am organized. Luckily, I did, you know, go through and double check things before I kind of go offline and go to Kruger. Um, but that is kind of the reality of working and traveling. It is that little bit of a juggle. It is a little bit of a sacrifice. But at the end of the day, it is a really, really cool way to be able to see the world. Uh, you know, I, I wouldn't be able to do this kind of travel, do this amount of travel if I was working in a nine to five job. If I only had my four or five weeks annual leave, this kind of thing wouldn't be possible for me. Like this is my second overseas trip of the year, which is just crazy. You know, I waited three years working in my corporate job before I could book a four week long overseas trip. So I'm incredibly grateful for it and I love it. Um, but I hope this episode has given you some interesting insights on both the pros and the cons and the realities and also some practical strategies. So with that all out of the way, I will catch you guys in the next episode. Bye.